It was a dark and spooky Halloween night when I Dracula thought that I would invite all of my freaky friends who were there in a flash to a big dance party, a monster bash. Wolfman, Frankenstein, and Mummy were there while Medusa fed some mice to the snakes in her hair. It was a groovy good time. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 98 of Stacy's Pop Culture Parlor. I am your titular host, Stacy, and joining me in the parlour, literally in the flesh, listen, it's my lovely husband, Rich. Hi, Rich. Why did you just slap me very weakly? Because I didn't want to slap you hard, but I needed to make a noise. It was very, I, I dribbled a lot when I said the word yeah, slap, a bit and weird. it was disgusting. Hi. <laughs> Hello. How are you today? Um, Not great. <laughs> So that's not no, the answer. Is always fine. How are you? Oh, sorry. F- I'm fine. How are you? Oh, good. Thanks. First time we spoke to each other today. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> really awkward all morning. <laughs> oh, it's been a day already for me. No. I was supposed to have an extra hour in bed because of daylight savings and what. No, you have an extra hour to do stuff in the day. That's what it's for. Well, I do when my lady pains go. Wake up, you silly bitch. It's better. We watched an amazing film at seven a.m. No, we didn't. Yes, we did. We didn't. Should we just launch right into it? Do you want to talk about the Hellraiser franchise? Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> Why did we do it to ourselves? Because I don't know. <laughs> I've never it's seen Hellraiser, so it's I thought fun. we'll watch Hellraiser one. Mm. I've seen. That. I then watched I Hellraiser it. two, which was fine. Yeah. So then we watched the other eight. Why are there ten of them? I don't know. Is it a know. rights thing? Did they not <clears throat> want to lose the rights and they yeah, thought, let's not, make all of them? Yeah, but what's, I don't get it. If you're losing money and struggling, does it matter that you've got the rights to something that won't make money anymore anyway? That's true. No, see, now, I don't agree. I feel like Hellraiser could make money now if somebody did it properly. But I think there are, there's too many sequels that are about, like, I don't know, detectives detectiving a murder. There are three, maybe four films <laughs> that were existing scripts that they added Pinhead to. Yeah. Far too little Pinhead and other Cenobites in most of them. I mean, there's not much Pinhead in Hellraiser 1, but uh, the rest of them he used to shoehorn into. Yeah. And then 10, which seems like someone has gone, we need to get Hellraiser back to its roots, but got those roots entirely wrong. Yeah. There's a bit of Pinhead in, but... I feel like, and I don't know whether this is maybe me missing the point or whatever, but I feel like the original Hellraiser wasn't so much saying... This is what goes on in literal hell. Cenobites are literally from literal hell and this is how you do the thing to contact them, whatever. So I don't feel like we needed a film that ex- like explored different bits of hell, like the bits where people get judged for being arseholes. But that's not even hell. Well, you know what I mean, pre-hell. <laughs> or pre-heaven as well, I guess. Because like, I feel like this film was a film where somebody had some really gross ideas that weren't actually that good or as shocking as they thought they were, but wanted to put them on screen. Someone seems to admire Tom Six a bit too much or Eli Roth or mm. Brian Jigsaw. I can't remember who made the Brian Saw film. Jigsaw. Um, yeah, Brian Jigsaw. <laughs> and have gone, I'll do that and add, add some Pinhead to it. And Pinhead's mm. not even Doug Bradley anymore. I mean, No, but he is a better Pinhead than the yes. previous one. The one in nine, well, I forgot what it's called. I want to say Revelations, it but I could be, be talking shit. It, it, uh, I don't know. It looks like someone's drew goggly eyes on a pinhead doll. <laughs> I think he looked like a Poindexter pinhead. <laughs> like, like, like the um, Millhouse of pinheads. <laughs> like Simple Rick. Not Simple Rick, who is it? Uh, who's, who's the Doofus Rick? Doofus Rick, Rick. Rick. yeah, he's like Doofus Pinhead. Mm-hmm. He turns up in essence and goes, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I wash myself with a rag. And they have him stuff. do like not an authoritative voice, but a... I am evil, and I'm like, that's not yeah, that's, Pinhead. That's never been a Pinhead. I don't, I don't, I don't know. This is I not mean, a franchise I care for anyway. The first one was just all right. Oh, really? I yeah. oh, See, I remember quite liking the first one, but I didn't watch it this time with you because I was inktobering at the time. You still have a lot of it, though. Um, no, it's all the end but the of first it. one isn't bothered about world building. It's in essence, here's a box. If you open it, it'll give you all the pleasures you want. But also, But then so you much fuck pains. yourself over, and yeah. then, yeah. And this is a point in the first one and maybe second where, like, someone's body lives in a mattress. And then I think it's nine. There's a bloke's in a mattress. And I'm yeah. like, no, it's you've got the wrong end of this stick. Yeah. It's not It's not good. Like, it's one of those where I just don't understand why it got all the way up to ten. I feel like I've read somewhere that there's going to be a reboot 
Well, they were supposed David to be Esquire a reboot, but they footage. made... No, 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 they were supposed to be a reboot years and years ago, and that's why they made nine, which oh. was written a weekend and shot in three weeks. <laughs> oh, it's bad number nine, is it? I gave that half a star, and I'm not sure it's even it worth that. It deserves zero stars, but Letterboxd doesn't let you give zero stars. It classes it as unrated. That is annoying. I have given a film zero stars, though, and just written in the review that it is zero stars. Yeah, but when you try and get an average or mm. pull your stuff out, it says it's not been rated. It'll act like you haven't oh, rated that film. Oh, that's cheating. That was the Fanatic, anyway, if anyone cared. Fanatic's better than that. Fanatic is better than the most of those Hellraiser films. <laughs> Fanatic is entertaining. Uh, no. Yes. Oh, I don't know that it is. It is. I don't, I don't But it definitely so. is. It's so stupid and so bad that it's it is entertaining. Not like entertaining in a room, sorry, the room or Miami Connection style way, but it is. It, it's so shit that it's funny. Like a lot of Hellraiser See. sequels have the problem. Same with um, is it OA that we saw earlier this year? They're just mind-numbingly boring. OA. Yeah, we had Nimaki. Oh, I'd forgotten they existed. <laughs> uh. Yeah, see, with the fanatic, I feel like the bits that could potentially be entertaining were just too uncomfortable for me to laugh at. No, he says, "Oh, I can't talk long. I need a poo." That's funny. Mm, is it? Yeah, he keeps sniffing, he keeps scratching his ear and sniffing it. It's no, it's funny. He falls over weirdly and he looks insane. <laughs> and it didn't drag. Like last night, we watched a Hellraiser film that was one hour twelve minutes, and it felt like four and a half yeah, it days. Felt like forever. That was a bad film. So I think The Fanatic is better than most Hellraisers <laughs> 7, 8, 9 and 10. <laughs> yeah, 10's not. Ten's definitely better than 9, <clears> but only <throat> marginally by having a less Poindexter pinhead. And, and it, it has a plot some... that works within the confines of the film. Yeah. I think Nine really, didn't even have that. Yeah, what, what really lets 10 down, like other than the fact that it's a bit... It's a bit late in the game to be world building. Is the fact that it's so low budget that, like, the police station is a single room with the word oh, detectives yeah. on the door? And, <laughs> like, I think you never the sets see are all the same set because they're all just wooden rooms. Because, mm. like, you know, there's like the whole build up of, like, oh, who's the killer that they're trying to find? It's like, well, it's definitely one of these three detectives because they're the only three people in this other than Pinhead and the but other set. There's no boys. build up to who it is. No one cares who the villain is. Well, you're supposed to, though. You're not, because you're supposed so. to care about Pinhead. Oh, that's true. I mean, the worst thing any of these Hellraiser films did was, I think it was Five, where they had technology-based Cenobites. Oh, that was bad. And one was like a VHS, like a and one box. had a CD stuck in his face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was That embarrassing. was the worst one. Oh, that was the worst one to Cenobites. It, it wasn't the worst one. I mean, and then Eight had in it Henry Cavill, Nance Henriksen, and Cyborg. Carrie Payton. And that was Payton. pretty terrible. It was terrible. But at least it had moments where you go, this is supposed to be scary and it's shit. And it had Henry Cavill's chin in it, which, you know, is never it a bad thing. It also thing. didn't look like Henry Cavill, though. <laughs> it was cute, though, still. Mm. I still thought he looked quite cute. That was the best acting he's ever done as well in his fucking <laughs> life. <laughs> I don't think that's true. It is true. He was all right in Mission Impossible. He's all right you in know, Mission when Impossible. He charges his arms. He was all right in Mission Impossible. That is the best you can say about anything Henry Cavill's yeah. ever done. Yeah. He's the worst. Thing. Right. He's the worst thing in Batman v Superman. One of the worst film blockbusters no, ever made. He is. He's not the worst thing in Batman. No, Jesse Eisenberg is. No, because he's playing an entirely different movies version of Lex Luthor, which is fine. It Henry Cavill isn't playing any version of anything. <laughs> uh, I yeah, massive film. dislike of Henry Cavill. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting to realise that. I, d- I don't like that he's somehow a massive star, and then Army Hammer seems like he should be Henry Cavill. Do you know what? I do like Army Hammer. Hammer's amazing. He's good. He's the one in Free Fire, isn't he, that yeah. I'm thinking of? Okay, good. Because you know what I'm like for yeah, the you are names bad and at shit. Uh, who was it yesterday? You couldn't believe I didn't know his name. Fred Willard. Yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> Mostly because in the past I've said, oh, Fred Willard's in this and you've gone, oh, good, I like him. <laughs> I just, yesterday when you said Fred Willard, I couldn't picture anybody. I was like, I don't know. Why did we talk about Fred Willard yesterday? Um... Is he a voice in something? It might have been. I don't know. What have we watched that had voices in it? Bojack. Now? We've just watched the whole oh, yeah, eight of episodes of Series 6 of Bojack so far. Yeah, that was certainly a time. I'm not talking about that though because the series hasn't ended yet. No. So I can't have an opinion on it because it doesn't necessarily make sense. <laughs> no, I don't quite know why they've split it in half. That's production. And oh, I, didn't, was... I didn't know if there was a reason and you knew it because you're better at internetting and Ask news than me. Ask the production people who made it, not me. Maybe I will. Go on then. <laughs> I'm not going to right now. 
Well, no answers, is there then? So, <laughs> the Hellraisers, I wouldn't go out your way to watch them. No. Because we Watch the so first one and go, oh, 80s horror was pretty good. Yeah, and then leave it at that. Yeah. That'll do. We, um, we've been watching a lot of spooky movies. Spooky, scary, creepy, scary movies. Not just for Halloween either, have we? We've been watching quite yeah. a lot of them this year in general. Mainly to catch up on a lot of franchises this year, though. Mm. I would say watched. that Hellraiser, as a franchise, is probably one of the worst franchises we've watched. One that's gone, definitely gone over three films. Three mm. is like where you can just say it's a trilogy. Yeah. More than three is full-on franchise. And I'd say the first three Sleepaway Camps are better than... The Most first of the three Hellraisers. Hellraisers. Oh, I wouldn't say they were better than the first three. Yeah, because I think se- second Hellraiser's average and the third Hellraiser's terrible. Where it's like. <laughs> it is a The stick first Sleepaway Camp is great. Mm. The second and third ones are quite fun. The fourth one is a steaming polishing. I was going to say, which is the one that's a steaming polishing? Because I yeah, can't quite remember. Where, yeah. um, where it's been filmed on someone's phone, but it's a Nokia 3210. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> While you're playing Snake. Um, I can see why stuff like... After, like, we only watch the real famous franchises like Halloween and Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street. I was like, why are these held up as the best? And then you watch Hellraiser and go, oh, these are oh, yeah. usually the best franchises. All the yeah. films have got something to offer. Yeah. Well, like, because we watched... I know it's only three, so it's technically a trilogy, but we watched the three Candyman movies, and the first one, I think, is still very, very good. But like, yeah, the second, second and one's third passable is at best. The third one is really joss. boring. Yeah, yeah, like it's. I don't know how you can make a Candyman movie boring, but they did it. The second we put it on though, and it starts with the main character is someone that used to be in Baywatch, <laughs> and they just constantly shoot a cleavage. I was like, yeah. oh, you don't know what can made Candyman good at all, no. do you? No, because I think one of the things like. Candyman's a weird one for me because I know I watched it a lot when I was younger and I really loved it, but I've ne- not seen it as an adult. So I was a bit concerned that I was going to watch it and be like, oh, this is actually shit. And it is a bit slower to start than I remember yeah, it's it Yeah, slow paced to start because it's not... But Virginia Madsen's great. It's portrayed now, as in the second and third films are to blame for this, as a slasher. Yeah. It's not really a slasher. Not really, no. Because... Like, it's more about how he or she's enthralled by him and mm. that kind of, of horror. It's not just uh, someone's hiding under the bed every five seconds. Yeah. Which is what the third one definitely ends up being, but still boring with it as well. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I still really like that first one. I don't... I, I, I still feel uncomfortable at a person with a mouth full of bees. I just can't. And it was really him happening. I hate it. Really I hate him happening. It was really happening to him Yeah, as well. I, like... They, surely they had to have put something in his mouth to stop bees from going down. Yeah, his but throat, it made the bees angry as well. So yeah, it worse for him. I don't like it at all. Um, he's going to be in the new one, isn't he? That hmm. they're making that's supposed to come out next well, year. Well, of course he's going to be in it. He's playing Candyman. No, but that's what I mean. He's going to look like he's reprising. He's going to be in it. He's going to be ha ha ha. Yeah, I, I, that that would be a film that I'd go while you're remaking. But then it says, "Oh, Jordan Peele's remaking," and you go, "Oh, that will make sense. That that will do." <laughs> Because the original film is a lot about race as well. It and is. the whole mythos should be about well, that. Well, apparently it was based on a story that was actually written in about class differences in Liverpool. Like well, a block yeah, of flats by in Clive Liverpool. Barker. There you go. Um, <laughs> of course it was set in Liverpool. I'm up now. I need to take off this Christmas. <laughs> Clive Barker who also created Hellraiser. Yeah. <laughs> Here, guys, listen to some rustling as I take off a jumper. Um... What was I going to say? Yeah, I don't, know. Uh, I don't know why they transported it to. A, well, I assume just because it was an American production that they decided well, can, to dump it in. There's still a lot about Chicago class in it, just considering the places they go to yeah. to investigate him. I get, I get that. I'm trying to think of other franchises that we've watched that have been not in. Te- Scream is my favourite horror. Fr- Scream and Child's Play are my two favourite horror franchises. Child's Play is probably my favourite. I don't think the worst Scream film, three, is nowhere near as bad as the worst Child's Play film. But if you take out the worst of both franchises, Child's Play's got a better strike rate for me. Yeah, me too. And, well, I I mean, it's cheating slightly because hasn't it got more... Yeah, but to have more and still have a better average rating in my head is more impressive. That is true. I think Scream 4 gets a really bad rap. I really enjoy Scream 4. Which one's 4? Because I get confused. The one with Emma Roberts. Oh, yeah, it's not that bad. I really like it. I don't mind that at all. Whereas, like with Charles' play, Seed of Chucky is an absolute sack of sh- fucking rotten shit. Like I can sort of, sort of understand where the thinking of let's give him, a, let's give Tiffany yeah, yeah, and Chucky yeah. a kid was. What I don't understand is the whole making him a weird sort of Cockney toy. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what was he, what what accent was that know. supposed to be, and then 
having the whole sort of weird gender identity crisis in a puppet situation. Yeah, I, I get the fact that he's neither gender because he wasn't originally a human like the other two as well. Yeah. Then when he decides to be Glenda, decides to be like. That's the way the film makes it seem. Yeah. Like, you just get up one day from Glenn and go, oh, I'm Glenn, is Yeah. And I don't know why they're bothered. No, it doesn't really add anything to the film, and it just makes it weird. And then they reverted back to proper horror with, it was Cult of Chucky, no, Curse of Chucky, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Which probably is the best horror Charles play apart from the original. Yeah. See, oh, I don't know if I'd call the first one horror, because I think it's the way The first three are horror. <laughs> then you've got Bride of Chucky, which is... Uh, Possibly the best one of the lot, but it's a comedy, I'd say. What did you feel about the remake? I really enjoyed it, but it's not a Chucky film, but it's not trying to be either. Yeah, okay, yeah, I'll give you that. It's trying to be a film about a doll that's killing people, but it is not trying to be a Chucky film. Yeah. The humour in this, there's quite a lot of humour in the remake, but it comes from the humans, really, not yeah. necessarily the doll, which was a surprise. I think it's a waste of Mark Hamill. I, I, I don't, don't think, they, I I don't think they make the most of having that kind of voice actor in this film. Uh, because it's quite a robotic voice as well. Oh, to me, it just sounded like almost Joker-style Mark well, What's like, the point of just doing that then? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, all right, I suppose I'll, yeah. I, I thought, yeah, I thought that was, it was fine. I don't know, I don't know if I would have liked it more if it hadn't been masquerading as a child's play or... Well, no, because if you'd fine. have made this film... And said nothing to do with Charles Play. Then people have gone, well, this is just ripped off Charles Play. <laughs> yeah. That's and they've tried to do something different with it. And like the rights to Chucky still are owned by, and I can't remember the guy's name, who, made, who created all of them. And he mm. can still make what he wants with Chucky. Yeah. He can. So I don't know why he gets on it. And I saw like Jennifer Tilly on Twitter about it, complaining about the remake. Yeah. Saying, like, oh, this is shit. He wants to film up. But. As far as I'm aware, he's still going to make a TV show that's going to be on Hulu or some shit about Chucky. Yeah. And he couldn't make more films. So it's just like, well, here's another film. I know he confuses by just calling it Chuck Charles Play again, but yeah. it's not the end of the world. It comes across as a bit sort of pathetic and bitter, doesn't it, to be like, well, I don't like it because... Because I have nothing to do with it. Yeah. Like, no offence, Bab, but who do you think Like, you it's are? high art. <laughs> I don't like this way, though, of when they remake horror films, they just call it the same as the original. So you have to keep referring. And then like with Halloween. Oh, so you have to keep saying. Oh, you you've know got the to new say Rob Zombie's Halloween or 2018's Halloween. <laughs> 2018 Halloween's not even a reboot. No, you're right, it's not. And then you get Texas Chainsaw where they rebooted it and then reverted back to the original timeline again. And I'm pretty sure one of them's Texas Chainsaw, which is the original. But one's called The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. One's just called Texas Chainsaw. <laughs> is Texas Chainsaw? Because... A all terrible my, franchise. Yeah, yes. all of my... Only um, the first, two only the first one is good. Two. I don't know, about two. Two Two is an amazing film. Is that the franchise? Because I'm getting all my slashy, murdery body parts flying everywhere, franchises jumbled. Is is that the one where there's a, an instalment of it that takes place on prom night, but for no real reason, and then not many people actually die? What? Help me out. So there's two girls and two guys, and the guys almost immediately That's die. most of them. And then I think the girls actually survive. And the guy's dying really on Texas Chainsaw Massacre ways, like one gets hit by a truck or something. Oh, yeah, that's happened in those last films. Rubbish. Rubbish. If I want a Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I want some chainsaw Yeah, action. but there's never any massacres in any of these films. They only kill a couple of people. That is a good point. <clears throat> what constitutes a massacre? Let's not go down that road. No, but massacre... Never mind. <laughs> but they do that weird thing. If they have the reboot, the reboot gets a sequel, I think. Mm. And then... They do a prequel to the original where you learn about him as a kid. That's terrible. Oh, yeah, I don't want. I think I've talked about this before. It's bad in the Rob Zombie Halloween. I don't want any of this. I don't. And I and I particularly don't want it when we're trying to say we should be a little bit sympathetic because his childhood was hard. Like you know, because fuck off with that. <laughs> but like in in the Zombie Halloween, they do. You learn a lot of him as a kid, mm. and then in the second one, they have him talk as an adult. And I'm so against that. Yeah. Whereas in Leatherface, the whole film is about him until he becomes Leatherface. I don't want that. No. And now in the film, now this big fat guy is a bit of an idiot. And you think, oh, he's Leatherface. At the end, it's not. It's the good looking one. And I'm like, no, it can't be the articulate good looking one. It literally can't. No. I've saw all the other films. Yeah. The uh... How does he grow two foot? He's already an adult. <laughs> 
and put on like a thousand pounds yeah. of muscle mass. Do you remember when you were watching the uh, Silence of the Lambs and stuff and you thought, I wonder how Hannibal became a cannibal? No. <laughs> well, the filmmakers sure thought you did. I forgot about Hannibal, Hannibal was was in. That was awful. the worst. I don't, like, I don't understand either how you would see your sister getting eaten by a cannibal and think, I might try that. That would be the last thing from my mind after seeing I could see why you might get revenge by getting them fed to something. Yeah. Like see how you like it. Feed them to a bear or some shit. I'm not not having that you see someone chow down on your own sister and go, hmm, I wonder if I could, I wonder what human flesh tastes of. Like, Jesus Christ. No, I hate it. What else have we watched? So many scary things. Yeah, we've watched a lot of one-offs. Yeah. I'm trying to think of... What was that terrible Spanish one that you and Key fell asleep a bit while we were watching? Terrified. Terrified? It was, it was pretty fine. terrible. That wasn't a franchise either. No, I just I can't go it through was the two hundred and ten horror films or whatever it is. I was gonna say, get out your letterboxed account and review everything now. <laughs> uh I'm tr- uh, franchises. We did Scream, we did Halloween, we did Child's Play. We did uh, Nightmare last year, didn't we? We did Nightmare, Nightmare two Street. years ago, we did Friday the thirteenth and Halloween last year. Oh wow. Okay. I dunno then. Pardon me. I mean, aside from ten instalments of Hellraiser, good God. Why did we do that to ourselves? Piranha. Piranha. Jeez, why did we do oh, that? Oh, God. Even Adam Scott couldn't save a piranha. They were the, that was the good ones. The, the recent ones were the good ones. I wouldn't go as far as calling them good. They're, they're definitely better. Piranha. <laughs> piranha 3D was fine. Piranha 3 Double D was pretty bad. It was awful. But Piranha 3D was fine. Piranha, was it three double D that had that awesome Hasselhoff cameo where he was a yes. massive coward? Yeah, and he's... he's that was yeah. funny. Like, the originals, though, up until the weird 90s reboot as well, were just bad films. Yeah. Like, they nothing going for them. Bad effects, no story. One of them was a remake of the other one, but also a sequel. All of the piranhas sound like this. <laughs> but the first two literally have the same piranhas in, don't they? Like, yeah. they don't use new footage. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Let's forget about that. Oh, God. I can't remember what else we've watched this year. It's got to be more than that. I'm busting open. Franchise wise. Yeah, I'm busting open the letterbox because I want to find it. I think you'll it. be sorely disappointed. Wait, well, thanks. Uh, do, do, do. I was hoping this would be quicker than this, but there we are. Well, you'd put your phone on airplane mode for a start. Me. Yeah, because I didn't want it to go zub zub during our, you know, whole situation. So we've got like this would have been easier if we'd have stayed silent because you could have easily cut the silence out, couldn't you? Oh, well. Yeah, so we've watched like a million Hellraisers. Stop saying it. Uh, Halloweensies. Oh, you, we watched those three Devil's Rejectsy ones that I didn't like. I like them. I didn't. Enough. I shouldn't because they're, they're, they're actually bad. Final Destination we caught up with. We'd seen a few of them. Yeah. There was weirdly, there was one of those where I remembered everything except one death. Which uh, I can't, it was the one with Mary Elizabeth Winstead, and there's a bit where they're like in a car in a driving queue, and a truck is about to hit another car. Is that the beginning? No, no, the beginning's at the fairground. Isn't no, it? you know what I mean. Jesus, uh, we watched all the um, boot sleepaway camp saw Texas films, didn't we? We did, yeah. They're mostly bad. Yeah. <laughs> they are, uh, uh, the first one's great. No, it's not. The no, first one good. had a twist at the time that surprised you. That was it. It wasn't a good film. I liked it. Uh, you're wrong, and you smell of shit. Wow, thanks. Says all the Hannibals. Leatherface. Gotta love it. There's all the sores. There's all the Chuckies. Oh, yeah, and there, there we are in January. Yeah, you're right. That's it for okay. franchises. Um, Feel better about checking now. I do, yeah. Because at least I know. <laughs> Are there any particularly good spooky movies you would recommend for well, this year? I'd say the one? best horror film I've watched this year is the Suspiria remake. That was good. I think it might be one of the best horror films of all time. It's still not The Thing, because The Thing is The Thing. I mean, I think you're going a bit far there, no, but it's not is at good. all. Um, Midsummer, I also thought was great. It was. It, it was boring. absolutely phenomenally good film. And um thought this was a horror film, but I don't want to spoil it, but One Cut of the Dead. Oh, it's great and I know it's getting recommended everywhere this year it's on Shudder fuck me it was brilliant it was brilliant I think I, I like if you want to hear what I thought of it I did talk about it on an episode of Stace and Barry in the morning over on Geek Syndicate but I don't want to spoil it either so I wouldn't say much I quite liked The Night Eats the World but you weren't as hooked I on that I thought it was a bit you? dull I like the premise and I think it's a decent film 
but yeah. it's like a three-star film for me. Oh, I, I think I gave it four. I really enjoyed it. That's another zombie movie, but it's not quite as zombie as you might yeah, expect. Yeah, it's, it's a film that has zombies in it, but it's not really about zombies. Yeah, it's 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 about dealing with loneliness post-zombie apocalypse, well, which is... Uh, it's in English, isn't it? But it's French, I think. Yes. Yeah. I feel like if there was a zombie apocalypse that I'd just give up. <laughs> well, most people would. <laughs> I was thinking yesterday morning, you know, when I got up and you were in the middle of watching Aliens, and I thought to myself... If <laughs> when I you was... got up and the last scene of Aliens was on, so yeah. I was in the middle of watching Aliens. You were in the middle of watching Aliens. Like, I feel like if I was ever in a situation where, like, I don't know, I turned a corner and that thing was there, I just wouldn't even try. <laughs> I'd just be like, well, this is yeah, where I get eaten. that's different, though, isn't it, in Aliens? Like, that's not like, this is the whole planet, I can't leave this planet, and the whole planet's like this. This is, fuck this, you can get out of this, I can go back home. I suppose, yeah. But I I think I might feel less hopeful in space. Where? Because in space I'd be like, there's literally nowhere else I can go, except to potentially take this home with me, which seems like risky business. Um, I'd also rate quite highly um, Trick or Treat. Which we've very recently watched. Yeah, I thought it was alright. Because I'm a big fan of um, horror anthology stuff, but it usually has one story that you go, uh. But mm. all these stories had a very similar tone because they were all they were all connected to each other in the same town. Yeah. Whereas a lot of anthologies just like here's one story and then it disappears and the quick keeper's like, what about another story? <laughs> what about something else? <laughs> so I liked that. Oh, yeah, I liked it and I liked that it all. Protagonist a lot. I thought it was. I thought it was fine. And the creepiest thing in it is Dylan Baker smiling. Yeah, weird. <laughs> now I'm not the world's biggest fan of like anthology stuff anyway, because I I always feel like I can't quite get enough into a story when it's that short. You see, I like it because sometimes you go, oh, if they made a film out of this, it'd have been too long and boring. Yeah, maybe. I think maybe I'd just prefer like a TV show with a different thing every week rather than trying to connect nah. everything together. Although that being said, I did quite like, I want to say it's called Ghost Stories, the one with Martin Freeman. Yeah. That's not, re- I don't know if that counts as an anthology because it, it is three separate the stories. Though. They're not three separate. Uh, they sort of are. They're not though. Well, they're not, but they are. Without spoiling the ending, they're not. But they are. They're not. In terms of a narrative that you watch, they no, are three separate stories. No, 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 three, three separate, separate stories. stories is Creepshow, where they are four separate stories. Mm. The reason this story is happening is because the same bloke's interviewing them all, and spoilers, they're all happening in his coma. Yeah, yeah. But I thought it did, I quite like it. That's why I don't think it sticks to landing. See, it's, I it think was originally it... a play as well that was literally shitting people up, and I'm like, oh. it probably worked as a play because it doesn't have to have the plot to keep you there if you're literally scared shitless watching a yeah. play. I thought it did pretty well in the sense that, like, some of the stories in it were a bit sort of standard, you know, spooky girl, standard spooky situation type thing. Stop saying spooky. Sorry. I like it. It's spooky. But I kind of wish it had left a bit more to the imagination. Like, I really liked the Paul Whitehouse story because that's all like... He's a geezer though, isn't he? He'll nick anything. Yeah. <laughs> He's a little bit way. Um <laughs> Like, but yeah, as soon as you see the creepy girl, like... All up close, I'm like, oh, she's actually rubbish. And it also stars really a few actors scary. who I think are shit, him being one of them. I actually like a lot of his comedy, but he's not a good actor. He's not a good serious actor. Andy no, Nyman's not a good actor, and um, what's his face can fuck off. I've had enough of who, him. Martin Freeman. Yes. <laughs> I quite liked him in this, but it was, I don't, it was because he still acted like Martin fucking Freeman. He wasn't putting on an accent. No, but he's still the same face. Like sad, ecstatic, wanking. <laughs> he has the same fucking dumb expression on his dumb fucking face. <laughs> so you don't, you're not a big fan? No, he's yeah. fucking useless. <laughs> wow. He is though. He's not a well, good actor. I mean, to be fair, I How he gets this level of work is beyond me. Yeah, I haven't seen him in a lot of stuff other than like Sherlock <laughs> and Black Panther. Oh, fucking Sherlock. <laughs> Like, I don't know Moffitt, how you... Cumberbatch and fucking Freeman together. I got through two series of that. I was going to say, I remember us really liking that the first time we watched it, and I feel like it's just a cocktail of things Rich hates. But, like, <laughs> series one had three episodes. Two were good. One was one of the worst things on TV. But we all went, no, that was a good series. Mm. And then it went to shit immediately, and we struggled to keep up with, like, when it was on, it was like, oh, we'll watch it at some point. Yeah, it's got it's three, three episodes. episodes. <laughs> Three episodes and we still somehow got behind on it because oh, I couldn't man. be asked. Why did I ever think Sherlock was good though? 
don't know. Because it was the same. It. it was always the same. Like the first episode got you in, it was a bit different, but then it was just the same. Yeah. It's just like I'm Moff- it, it acts like it's got a great. Just being a dick at people. It acts like great. it's got a great plan and it's got like loads of threads, and then Moffat just hasn't. No. Like he always fucking does. <laughs> I'm glad he's not involved in Doctor Who anymore. And this new Dracula show that's coming out with him and Gatish is going to be just as bad. He's doing a Draculas. Oh, Stace, oh I don't God. know how you are online all of your waking life and you know nothing. <laughs> because I'm usually playing a game. You're not. You're always like on other shit. You're on the toilet for three hours, twitterings. <laughs> uh, I don't think I'm going to care for that, if I'm honest. I think I, think I might be done with vampires, to be fair. I don't think anyone's cared about vampires since Lost Boys, have they? I've never seen Lost Boys. <laughs> oh, are you glad you married me? Because I'm so great. Do you want to talk about Joker? <laughs> no. No, you do. So I go do. On. Go on. Well, we, we, we watched it like, what, opening weekend? Yeah. Honestly, not 100% sure why anymore, because I fucking hated it. Yeah, but it doesn't matter when you see a film. Like, <laughs> like but if I, we'd have gone, let's go into that Joker. We're going to hate it. We'd be weird to go opening weekend. Yeah, that's true. But like, we've got plans. We met up with a friend. We decided that had a little break for it. Have some drinks later. We watched Joker. It looks good. Trailer looks good. Yeah, keen, peachy keen. I came out of that film, and I didn't immediately want to say that I hated it because I thought I'd miss something because it feels like a film that very definitely wants you to think it's important and has an important message. And because I didn't get a message from it, I thought, I've missed something here. And I'm going to turn around and Rich and Key are going to be like, God, it's one of the best films I've ever seen. So good. Ooh, this message. And then I'd feel like a fool for not getting it. But like we got on the escalator to leave the city world and you were like, that was fucking shit. I don't know how you didn't know I hated it because I kept shuffling. I kept going, ugh. And at one point, I went, don't you fucking dare. <laughs> Which point was that? When, it was spoiling this film. Yes. Yeah, when shit fucking Thomas and Martha and Bruce, child Bruce Wayne, oh, left the showing of Zorro. Oh, like, I, I, I literally said the word tut as well when he hinted <laughs> that he didn't know why people are so serious. And then when little Bruce went down a fucking fireman's pole, like, come on. <laughs> like, yeah, one of... But it, this is a film where people online are going... You need to really watch it to understand oh, it's it. It's so important. Now, they understand that, that this film's message is, I'll kill you if you're mean, but why can't I just call people horrible things either? God! I don't, what I don't understand about this film, because a lot of people have been saying that it's got a lot to say about mental health. No, it hasn't. No. It's it says if you're off your meds, you'll find it funny to kill people. But, but see, right, so this is one of the many things I disliked about this film. There is no difference in the Joker, in his personality or any of his little, you know, ticks and quirks and whatever, pre-meds and post-meds. When he's on his meds, he's still a dickhead. He still laughs inappropriately all the time. Apparently, that's a neurological thing. Don't he gets really the know. gun when he he's on his meds. He still has the delusions, like all of that stuff. Yeah, he comes off his meds and he does all of those things still. And the only difference is that he actually kills the first guy. He kills in self-defense because they are actually attacking him on the train, like kicking the shit out of him. I thought he was so, still on meds then. Oh, I think I can't actually remember. Pretty at sure the point. He is. Um, I think that scene of him as well, being told, oh, our funding's been cut, was shot several weeks, months later, and shoehorned in. Because mm. there's no other mention in the rest of the film that he's no longer on meds. Yeah. It's just, it it, it really bothered me, because for, for a start, it gives this like dangerous view of like people with mental health issues that we're all just murderers waiting to happen, yeah. which is st- just stupid. Um, in the books, in the, any of the film, Joker's a psychopath, maybe a sociopath as well, but he's just a psychopath. Yeah. Beast doesn't want to diagnose him. No. But that implication to me is people with normal mental, illness, mental illnesses might kill you. Oh, yeah. Especially when he wrote down in his notebook something like, it was something along the lines of, the worst part about having a mental health disorder is that everybody expects you to act like you don't. Because that is a very relatable thought yeah. for people who have mental health issues. But, like, yeah, all of the rest of his... Beha- I really wish they hadn't had that laugh until after he came off his meds. I don't know why, but the idea of him having that uncomfortable, high-pitched, so totally fake laugh during awkward situations was t- 
totally pointless to me. And it o- the only time it made sense was when he was trying to take notes at a stand-up. Sense, like the, the money. Yeah. 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 Uh, was when he was trying to... T- he was making notes at the stand-up, but he couldn't even... He was only laughing because everyone else was laughing. Like, he clearly has no concept of what's actually funny. Yeah, to um, me, that's like reminiscent of Dexter. But, like, you only knew he struggled to do it because of, like, the narration. Yeah. It wasn't just him sat in a room and people would laugh and then he'd go, ah, <laughs> look at him, and also, no one addresses this enough. He wants to be left alone, but he keeps dressing up as a fucking clown. Honestly, like... Just fuck off. Oh, he's a clown because he'll be the clown prince of crime. Like, uh, fuck off. Like, it just... And the, the other thing I didn't get was, like, it was obviously trying to make out that everything the Joker did was bad. Like, when he was following... Okay, help me out. I want to say Zazie Beats, but that's not how you pronounce it. Zazie Beats, I think. There you go. Um, when he was Stephanie following Bates. her around, the music was like, I'm in a string. Oh, the whole, the whole music strings. is important film. Yeah. So it was very clearly making out, like, whenever he was stalking anyone, whenever he was, like, being a dickhead, when he was, you know, shooting people, he was in the wrong. But similarly... Everyone else in that movie was a cunt. Yeah. Like a full-blown... For no real I would reason. go on a homicidal rampage because of these people cunt. There were people just stealing his shit and kicking the shit out of him. There were people singing Sondheim songs at his face in a train and then beating the shit out of him. Like, everyone he worked with was a dickhead. Thomas Wayne was a dickhead. Everyone... is a dickhead in this film, except the Robert De Niro character, who is only partially a dickhead. I don't think... But also, this film is not in 81, 1982, supposedly. Mm. He can't afford enough to feed him and his mom, so he's that's why he's so skinny. Even though skinny people don't look like that, that's intentional wacky. No one sits like that either. Sort your fucking life out. <laughs> but they've got a fucking VHS player and an answering machine. Yeah. 1982. Yeah. We had a VHS in 1991. Yeah. That was not everyone had one then. We've so, never had an answering machine. Fuck off. No one at all, I don't know anyone that ever had an answering machine until they got a mobile fucking phone or one that did it through your phone. Um so that pissed me off. Like they then also do the whole fucking Oh, look at this guy be shit at stand up. How did that happen in nineteen eighty two? Why was someone filming who was filming him? Who was filming anyone at that, that stand-up? That, like, that, would, happen if, that would happen if it was a drop-in from fucking Richard Pryor. Yeah. Then they've gone, fuck, have we got a camera here? Not, not some random cunt on fucking open mic night. And then the day after it's on NBC or whatever. The, that, no. The thing is as well, if you Nowadays, were the, YouTube stuff takes a week to get on fucking yeah. telly. If, if you were somebody who ran an open mic night, right, and you had... Say you, you, film, you decided to film everything... The instant he gets on stage and starts laughing at himself and can't stop, you'd be like, I'll turn the cameras off this Also, I guarantee you, that's not one of the weirdest things that's ever happened on an open mic night, to bother sending it to a TV station. No, not at, at all. all. Not at all. The, oh, God. And like, it's not even that weird. Like, when De Niro puts it on his chat show, and he's like, look at this guy, and everyone's, like, laughing. I'm like, what? He's just laughing, and he looks like he's a nervous bloke who forgets all his jokes. Yeah. It's, I, I don't, I don't understand any of that. I don't. This movie suffers from tying itself to the Batman universe as well. Yeah. Every time something cropped up with Thomas Wayne or the Waynes getting murdered again because everybody needs to see that happen or, like, any mention of anything. Like, to me as well, it didn't even feel like it was set in Gotham. It was so blatantly New York that it was, like, I couldn't even link that in. So, like, oh, it was stupid. Um, I kind of really hated the joke about the little person. Yeah, that was weird. Joe can brutally murder someone and then they have a joke that this bloke with um, dwarfism or I always forget what it's literally called, um, can't reach the door handle to get out. No. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Let's all laugh at the little person. I, I was... Because earlier in the film, that the one of the arseholes made a joke about the little person being little, but he's the arsehole. But now the film is laughing at him. Yeah, that's what I mean about I don't see where the message is because it seems like what the Joker was doing was wrong, but what everybody else was doing was wrong. And like... I don't get how either one person with a mask on murders some guys on a train and there's all of a sudden a whole fucking movement of clowns marching on City Hall or whatever. <laughs> like, I just... None of the movie made also, sense. when he goes to be a clown at the hospital for kids... <laughs> yeah, and he takes the gun. No, 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 no. As a job. Yeah. Who thought this would be funny for kids? And not in a way that, oh, this is, like, risque for the film. Like, he's just a bad clown. Yeah, I don't know why you one would One day in, they're going, sorry, mate, you're not funny. 
I don't know why you'd hire any of the clowns that work at that clown place he was working from. And then also, wash your fucking face before you leave the hospital. Why would you get on a train with it? There was a lot about this movie too that felt like it was trying to say, give us awards. Like everything about Joaquin Phoenix's performance to me was like, oh, I'm acting, darling, give me an award. Let's have him do some weird dancing in his pants. Why? Or let's have him do some weird dancing in a public toilet just because... I just don't... I didn't get it. And the problem was, because I was getting annoyed at the movie in general, then a lot of plot holes were presenting themselves to me. Like, Because one of the biggest ones here is that for a little bit, you don't know if he might be Thomas Wayne's illegitimate kid with his mum. Like, whatever. But then you find out that his mum's like been sectioned three times and she actually adopted him and that actually she's bananas and thinks Thomas Wayne's the kid's dad. How is a person who's been sectioned three times either being allowed to adopt at any point during that process or then not immediately have the kid taken away from yeah. them if they adopted before they got well, sectioned? The whole thing about that plot as well is they go, oh, is his mum mental and lying or is she telling the truth and Thomas Wayne's lying? But then the film spells it out for you about ten minutes later by showing oh, yeah. your records. Yeah. And there's some bell ends online like, yeah, but you don't know if he's imagining that. And I was like, then if it's not spelt out in the film, it doesn't fucking count. Yeah. There, so there I was, did not want to talk about this film. I know, it's rolled you up, hasn't it? I can see. You look so cross. <laughs> it is. It's a fucking pathetic bag of dog shit. Yeah, it's 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 shot those... well and has a decent 10, 15 minute cameo from Robert De Niro in it. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I think what bothers me more than anything, I wouldn't mind not liking it if it weren't for the fact that people were acting like it was important. Oh, people if other people it's one just of the best films it. I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, if other people just liked it, I'd be like, fine, I can totally accept that what, you know, one man's trash and another man's treasure. He liked it, but he has no idea what the point of it is. He didn't think no. it had some great message. He went, oh, I enjoyed it. But like Michael Moore wrote this massive Facebook post, and I only know, I don't follow him, like a friend of mine shared it or whatever, that was about how important it is for people to see what a difference one person can make and that you know even though the joker was wrong in his you know whatever blah de blah that actually this is how like you know the far right end up with blah blah and i just uh, thought this isn't what this film's about this film is not a this poster boy for the far right it is not a poster boy for <laughs> mental health care it is nothing it's just a film about a bellend yeah. which was done much better 34 years ago by martin scorsese and then I think I maybe didn't hate it quite as much as you because I haven't seen a lot of the films that it was very clearly referencing. It's not referencing, though. It's just saying when this happened in another film. Yeah. Because, like, you quite recently watched King of Comedy, didn't you? Yeah. And even I could see the, the links to that. But I've not seen, like, Taxi Driver that and the or other Taxi stuff Driver, that... do not try and ever go... This man is changing society. Yeah. Their stories, very insular oh. stories about that one person. You've just reminded me as well, one of my least favourite things about it is the Joker's constant insistence that he's not doing anything political. Yeah. Everything he was doing was political, and everything that happened to him had some, like, oh, it's just, it was, to me, that was like, is it Todd Phillips, the director? Yeah, he's a prick. That was like him saying, I'm not trying to make, like, a, you know, a big statement or whatever. Todd Phillips' biggest obsession in the first film was about J.G. Allen. Well, I just think, like, uh, it didn't help me, like, knowing that he's been a bit of a bellend recently about woke culture ruining comedy or whatever, and that's why he decided to make the joke right. instead of making that's comedy. Right. His first ever film is a documentary about Gigi Allen, who was a racist, homophobic, misogynistic cunt. <laughs> he used to literally shit on stage and throw it at people in the audience. Oh. Um, who, when he died of a heroin overdose, Todd Phillips went, this is disappointing, I hoped he'd go out in a mass murder. Not a joke. What? Yes. He then made fucking... I mean, a lot of these films I enjoyed at the time, like Road Trip and Old School, but then the hangover films are about people who do horrible, horrible things to other people, but they're all right normally. Yeah. That is his point of view. Yeah. He just wants to be able to say shitty things yeah. and do shitty things without comeuppance. And it's very clear to me from this film, he wanted to make it... Because that's why there's no real actual message. No. Because he's too busy just making everybody shitty in it like he is. Oh, it just, it, it really and like annoys the whole thing me that everybody's Arthur, acting um, like they should get walking the Oscar and whatever. Arthur was abused as a child. Uh, people, victims of abuse don't become abusers. Well, some, like, occasionally that will happen. No, but that's but, what this film is saying. He's like this now because he's been abused. But that's the 
thing though, I don't know if this film is saying that because it's also like, yeah, he was abused as a kid, but he's also been abused as an adult and also he can't get a girlfriend and also he can't get a very good job and also nobody thinks he's funny even though he wants to do stand-up and also his no, mum's mad and also then Paul... No, apart from stand-up, there's nothing <laughs> in this film of him trying to do something and being rejected at all. Mm. I just, it, it just riled me up because... He can't he, spell... For some reason, they make a big deal about everything being yeah. spelt wrong in his fucking notebook. He puts random bits of pornography in it mm, and shout, like, has it out in public. I'm like, no, like this isn't society being against him. Yeah, I, do, I, I just, I just do not understand who it, we were supposed to care about in this movie. How many songs that reference clowns had to be in this fucking? Song? Every song, sending the clowns. All of the clowns, 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 clowns. ICP, all over the place. That would have been better than Gary Glitter yeah, as well, would. putting the insane clown posse in. Good like, for life. Apparently, Todd Phillips has come out after this film and said, look, Gary Glitter's not making any money off this, I don't so care. it's all right. I, no, I, it's not all right. He's <laughs> one of the most notorious paedophiles of all time. B, it doesn't even work as a scene artistically. Rich. It's such a bad song. It, like, it's such like generic guitars. It's you not could even put anything generic, there. it's full on bad. You could put anything, any other song there and it would be fine. I just don't know. <laughs> I just don't know and I really hope it doesn't get any sort of like future movies or I think whatever. it will get recency bias in the oh. uh, Oscars, definitely. It doesn't deserve it. It really doesn't deserve it. And when people have been telling me beforehand about the atmospheric score, oh, the score is obvious I, I cannot. and bad. Like Everyone has different tastes. The score is bad. The score is very bad. The score is just like, shall we attack some strings and call it music? I'm sorry, it's bad. <laughs> I just really didn't like this. Audacity did a fart, so if there's a horrible edit here that doesn't make any real sense, I'm really sorry. <laughs> anyway. Um, Everyone that's listening to this audio saw Joker anyway. Well, I mean... Somehow insanely popular. I don't, yeah, I don't understand it. Let's um, let's move on. <laughs> uh, do you You've want to got talk one about, more thing you wanted to talk about. I did, I wanted to talk about It Chapter 2. How much did you care about It Chapter 2? Because you want to talk about it, just talk about it. Stop getting me to talk first. It's a kind thing to do as a host. I was utilising... I'm going to burp. You're not a host. You talk about stuff and other people talk about stuff. You're not a host. A host never actually talks about anything. They just ask other people stuff, so... All right. Stop burping at first, please. Cut all of this out. No, it's all staining. I can't be asked. Um, Eat chapter two. So... I loved the first one. I went to see it with my mum on my birthday week at the cinema and we both, like, did a poo and it was, well, scary. Did Were you that scared by the first one? No. Oh, okay. Well, I thought it was super scary. I hated that painting that came to life. The painting was scary and... And most of Pennywise. zombie stuff, like when he plays a zombie thing in the drain, was pretty good. That was gross. When he came out of the projector screen, also a nightmare. Um, So I thought that was really good and I was really looking forward to this because I like Bill Hader a lot. You know, I loved the first one, so I assumed it was going to be great. This one, not so much. Really? Didn't really like. Didn't really like? Didn't really like. So, taken as a sort of part two, it was all... It's not a part two. It was all right, but I had three big problems with it. The first one was the middle section, where they all go off on their video game fetch quests for their token that's going to help them destroy Pennywise. It's in the book. It might be in the book. (laughs) But it overly bloats an already very long film for sections that don't really add anything to the story. And then later, those tokens don't even work. So it became entirely pointless. Not pointless. You go to see the effects that Pennywise is having on them. The problem this film has is it's not a part two. It's really a concurrent story with the original story, which is why it should be like a woven thing. Yeah. And it is too faithful to some things in the book. Like, not that they don't make sense, but you'd well just like, this is nearly a three-hour film. Yeah. Because, see, I've never read the book, so I don't... Which is stupid. You should have read the book years ago. <laughs> I do like Stephen King. I don't know why I haven't read the book. Yeah, I don't know. I just... I felt like that bit in the middle was just too long and, and bloaty, and it wasn't anything that exciting, like Pennywise becoming a giant Paul Bunyan statue or whatever like it was. That. Like, it was fine. My problem with a lot of it was... 
You've got the stuff with Bev, with the old woman, and the Paul Bunyan definitely does it. The effects are really ropey. Some of them are, yeah. Some of them are great, and then others are absolutely shocking. Well, some of the actual Pennywise effects, especially when like, he really opened his mouth and that, are really good. But then stuff you go, that's like PS3 level yeah. graphics. It's, the, it's odd. Um, the old ladies like swinging baggy tits annoyed the shit out of me. No, it's a face. A face was so cartoony. It was. It was bad. It, it, and it wasn't scary. Um, it's hard to be scared of something that's really fucking funny. Where was like when she was creeping around in the back and like the bits where she just freezes for a bit, you're like, oh. Mm. And then she like runs weirdly and you go, huh. Yeah. It's a bit and it's it, a bit weird. It's weird when later you get like I thought the effects when um you know when they find Stan's head and then it becomes yeah. like a spider thing. That was brilliant. It was fine. Not say brilliant. <laughs> well, compared to the rest of the film, I'd say it was pretty brilliant. It was just where you go, oh, they did this in the thing 40 years ago and it only looks a bit better. Actually, that is true. <laughs> now that you mention it. Well, I enjoyed the film. I think the biggest, biggest problem it had is when it's shoehorned comedy in. Yeah. Like the bit where they're at the doors that are like scary, not so scary. Oh, blah, blah. yeah. No. Like they're playing it up like it's a... Woody Woodpecker cartoon or something. Yeah, and, and I'm like, all oh. the while there's a giant Pennywise spider coming at them from the cave, and I'm like, fucking pick a door. Whereas I didn't mind most of the comedy up until like halfway through because mm. you know Bill Hader's funny. Yeah, I wish he hadn't vomited so much. Yeah, no bother me. I'll be honest. Um, one of the other big problems I had with this film was everything about Bev. I just dislike her as a character and consider Why? because she's the only female character and she has to be part of this, this this stupid love triangle that makes no sense because she didn't even remember these people ten minutes before and then she looks at a postcard and she's in love with one of them because of it. It's not even the right fucking one. It's just so like don't we've got use, a shoehorn romance. Don't use the don't remember anything as a reason for anything. You, otherwise, you've missed the entire point of this film. No, but you see what I mean, don't you? No. Like, and I hated the fact that she started dating someone who was essentially a dad, like who abused her. Because I was like, is, does she only exist to get the shit kicked out of her and to be in love with one of the other men? Like, I hate that. I hated everything. She's just. I didn't see that. I think you're reading too much into that. Oh, I don't and know. And they don't play up like this that they do in the book. That the fact that um. Bill, yeah, Bill, he's, he's really into it. In this, he's just kind of like, oh. See, I think Bill's I'm... wife in the book is a massive character in this story. Yeah. Like, she's a vital part of, like, the whole Pennywise oh, thing. Oh, she's barely even in it, is she? Well, yeah, she doesn't even get to Derry with them. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I just, I just, I don't like, I, yeah. it could be faithful to the book, I don't know, but I just think she's not a good character at all. And I, and I also really didn't like the way the movie started, and I've heard that this is faithful to the book, but in I don't I feel like starting your movie with a hate crime and then never having any of those characters in it again is weird. Having those guys beat up that gay guy and then those guys never get any comeuppance and the gay guy actually gets murdered by Pennywise. It's kind of like They'd already what, killed him. Yeah, but well, no, he finishes him off. They'd already killed him. And I assume he kills his boyfriend as well. Yeah, I assume. I don't know. You didn't really, didn't really show it. But it seemed weird to me to start a move, like to start your film with people you've never seen or heard of or care about, make it into a hate crime, never give the hate crimey folks comeuppance and audacity stopped again. Yeah, but the idea of this whole town is that these things happen and nobody cares. That's the point. Otherwise, like, why is no one else caring that Pennywise is murdering all these kids throughout the years? I don't know what's happening. Just carry on. Yeah, but most of the sound is going to be cut out. No, it's not. Look. Anyway, um, see, I don't think the film does a very good job of setting Derry up as a place where scary shit happens anyway. It does it like, in the first one as well. Mm, Loads of shit happens in the first one that people just let go. Uh, anyway... So that knocked me. And then there was a fat phobic joke that I hated too, because it comes from a character we're supposed to care about. It like towards the end what's Bill Hader's character's name? Richie. Richie. Richie's trying to convince one of the other guys that he's really brave and he's like, Oh come on, you know, who's done this against Pennywise and who did this against whatever and who married a woman ten times his size? As though that's equitable in bravery. Me? I think that's a really gross thing for a character you're supposed to like to say. And plus, because his wife's not even fucking in it. Like, you, never... you as well go on about um, like Bev marrying her dad. Literally, the actress who plays um, Eddie's wife's voice is the actress who played his mum in the first one. He's the one that's supposed to have married his parent. Oh, okay. 
hadn't really noticed. It just has a history of letting people abuse her because she's never got out of Pennywise being in her head is the point of her whole arc. Oh, well, see, I don't don't think the film communicates that very well at all. I think it's just like, oh, sad woman gets abused all the time. No, they've all had it in their head. That's the point. Yeah. Is Richie actually gay as well or not? We're supposed to be. Okay. That's That's also badly communicated in the film. Um, either way, yeah, I thought it was like if you'd have taken, if you hadn't started it with a hate crime, and if Bev was a little less only female character, yeah, but Jessica Chastain, as in most films she's in, is also the only one that can really seem to act. I really wish, like, there was bits as well that I just thought it didn't need to be three hours long. Like, we didn't, we didn't need to see James McAvoy go into a hall of mirrors and watch another kid get murdered. I don't know, I like that scene. I, I liked it in theory, but I think it was just yet again. Like, it was the same as his fetch questing. It was all guilt around Georgie. I, we didn't need both, I don't think. I'm, I'm... Also, that's the only other kid in Derry, apparently. When he's the one that saw Pennywise. <laughs> he just kind of bumped into him earlier. It just tickles me. Because he like... lived in that house. But he also pops up at the restaurant at the start as well. He's the only kid in Derry. <laughs> there was another kid there with him. All right, whatever you say. Anyway, I thought it was fine. If it, it like... I feel like if it was a bit shorter and if it had had less, I don't know, shit bits in it. <laughs> if it was a different film, I might have liked it. Oh, it was a good film. I think you've been a dick. Pennywise was still good. It was a good film. I think you've been a dick. Uh, no, it was too long. No. It was too long. I don't get, though, people who had a lot of problems with them, like, younging up the kids in some of the flashbacks. They reckon mm. it looked terrible. I was like, yeah. I actually feel like that might be where they spunked most of them, wouldn't it? Because I hadn't even noticed it, but some of the other effects were like, oh, this isn't good. That's where they spent money at all. Well. Yeah, but I don't I'd people acting like it looked so... Like, like, I, I barely noticed. Yeah. In fact, I don't know if I would have noticed if I hadn't been told beforehand they'd done it. Well, I didn't um, notice and I knew it had been happening. Oh, there you go. Um, but yeah, I was a bit. Di- I, was, I think I was just a bit disappointed. I don't know if it would have been better, as you were saying, for it to come out a little bit closer together, or potentially have it as a, a split it into three. If you really wanted to have no, it should be one yeah. film. All right, all that. It You'd really be- have to cut it down, then. Though. No, 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 no. It's just you can't make this story into a film mm. with two separate stories, but one follows the other. That's not how this story works. No. It has to be made like the fucking miniseries, which was bad because they didn't know what the plot was and all of the actors were fucking useless. <laughs> Fair enough. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Nope. No spooky movies or... We've talked on... I've said spooky. We've spent nearly an hour talking about nothing but horror films. Do you want to talk about anything that's not scary? No. No, me neither, really. <laughs> let's, call, let's call it a day then, shall we? Otherwise, all dusty will blow up and you'll have no episode. Probably, yeah. This might be a short one. Rich, do you want to share anything with people before we go? No. Share what? Like, I don't know, have you got any social meds? No. I don't do anything on social media. There's literally no point in people ever following me. (laughs) Unless you want retweets of footballers. Um, I very rarely retweet footballers, so that's a weird... That's all I get shown in my nope, t- when you retweet I never footballers. retweet footballers. You did the other day? Once, that's once in the seven years I've been on Twitter, or whatever, ten years, I don't know. <laughs> Shut up. Well, hey, have a reet spooky, scary Halloween, everyone. Ooh. Ooh cool, boy. Oh, Halloween. I had a nightmare week. the other day. I think I might have watched too many <laughs> slasher movies because I had a nightmare that somebody started eating my skin. Anyway. No, you didn't. Did. It literally never it happened. It did. Oh, slash, that happened. I did a tweet about it and everything because I was like, well, no, if it was on Twitter, it must be <laughs> it's got to be true. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, love you all. Bye. 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 Ooh, ghosts and clanking chains. <laughs> Are you scared? No. Are you sure? Have you got a spooky theme for this? No. Oh, it's the generic one. You ain't got a spooky version. No. Oh, man. What about Christmas? You need one with Christmas bells? Mm. For Christmas? Do you want to sort it out then? I don't know. It's your fucking podcast. Thank you for listening to Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour. To get in touch with me, the titular Stace, you can follow me on Twitter at Stacey's Parlour, send an email to stacysparlour at gmail.com, or come and join the Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour Facebook group. 
If you'd like to leave a review for the show, please do so on Apple Podcasts or over at podchaser.com. If you like what you heard enough to want to give me some money, which would be quite spectacular actually, you can go to coffee.com forward slash Stacey's Parlour. That's ko-fi.com forward slash Stacey's Parlour. The music that you're hearing right now is by the amazing band Starbomb and you should really check them out on Spotify, iTunes or on their website. Thanks for stopping by and I'll see you next month. Mwah! <laughs>